The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome then all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and hope that you are having a fantastic hump day. It is July, which means that two weeks from today is July 15th, because today's July the 1st. That's the way that works. 1 plus 14, 15. Bam. Uh, and July the 15th is the deadline day, DAC deadline, DAC day, whatever you want to call it. July 15th, the last day that the Dallas Cowboys have to negotiate a long-term contract with their quarterback. Dak Prescott, we all know, has signed his franchise tag. And now we will await to see what happens, whether he and the Cowboys ultimately land on a four-year deal, a five-year deal, whatever the case may be. Uh, going to be a lot of fun, hopefully, uh, two weeks from today two weeks from today i should be moved into my new house and um moving sucks i just want to say that again moving sucks but you know what does not suck talking football with some friends we talked about it this week is rivalry week across sb nation platforms and to celebrate that we are discussing and dissecting analyzing and kind of reminiscing about every nfc east rival of the dallas cowboys of course that includes the new york giants washington redskins and philadelphia eagles today we are discussing the new york football Giants. That's right. The G-Men are the subject of today's discussion. And in order to discuss Big Blue, we brought in somebody who knows them quite well from BigBlueView.com, SB Nation's home for New York Giants content manager and editor-in-chief extraordinaire Ed Valentine. If you're a longtime listener here to the show, you know Ed. You've heard him. He's fantastic. Nobody knows the Giants beat like he does speaking of the show you can get access to all of our wonderful shows across the blog and the boys podcast network today you will have a brand new episode of talking the star later on in your podcast feed make sure you do subscribe wherever you get your podcast whether that's apple devices spotify tune in radio stitcher we are available everywhere my friend if you need help figuring it out you can always hit me up on twitter or instagram i am at rj ochoa on both platforms my dms are open you can also shoot me an email rj.ochoa at sbnation.com if that is more your speed speaking of speed you know who has a lot of speed lately the dallas cowboys that's right the cowboys have won six games in a row against the new york giants and uh that's worth talking about so let's go ahead and do that from bigblueview.com ed valentine joins us next right here on the ocho 
Pleased to be joined now by a very special guest, a very special friend of mine, a very special friend of yours, the one, the only legend all across the world from SB Nation's BigBlueView.com, manager and editor-in-chief over there, Ed Valentine. Ed, how goes it? It's good. I mean, how do I live up to that, RJ? You, you, <laughs> now you, you, set, you set me up to fail now. I don't think that's true. You know, we always get <laughs> such great feedback when you're on the show, Ed. Uh, people talk about how nice you are about pulling for the Giants. Um, and so in the spirit of niceness, I have to start off with a question um, in terms of, of, of just kind of how you're doing. How are you feeling um, about Jason Garrett? You're a few months in. What, what, what have things been like that? Well, you know, it's a... Uh, that's that's a weird question, RJ. Because <laughs> with every honestly, with, with everything with everything that's that's been going on, you know, with the pandemic and the fact that the Giants never practiced in the spring, you know, no NFL team did. Obviously, we haven't had the opportunity to even speak with Garrett yet, mm. media wise. We haven't. So, I mean, I am very curious. How um, he handles the transition back to offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. You know, I'm very curious how it all works out. And like I said, it's it's we just haven't had an opportunity to to see it or feel it out at all yet. Totally. Um, I was thinking the other day about how, you know, by now we would have all sorts of photos, right? Like, you know how challenging it can be when you're writing an article and you're looking for the right photo to put as the header and whatnot. And we don't have any photos of any of the rookies in their uniforms and whatnot from OTAs or anything. And I was thinking, we don't even have a photo of Jason Garrett in a Giants polo. You know what I mean? Like, that just that doesn't exist. I'm sure he's got one, like, on his iPhone somewhere. Uh, but but there, are none, there are none in our libraries that we use. You know what I mean? No, it, it, it is really weird because, as you said, you know, one of the things that I miss, and I'm sure that, that you do as well, one of the things that, that, that I really look forward to through the spring is to get an idea, you know, you get to meet some of the new coaches and mm -hmm. then you get to see the players on the field a little bit. And you can't necessarily judge a guy as completely as far as whether he's going to make a roster, you know, when it, you know, when they're in shorts and t-shirts, but you get an idea which, you know, late round draft picks or which undrafted guys might really have a chance. Mm -hmm. and, and I miss that. Well, um, I just thought, as you answered that, by the way, the headline for the first New York Giants loss of 2020 will be hold your judgment. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's coming around the corner. If, if you haven't, you know, you couldn't tell before I, um, I did want to know, Ed, uh, pandemic aside, as difficult as that can be, is this the strangest New York Giants offseason that you've ever covered? I mean, you've been around the team for a long time, but uh, with a new head coach and with Eli Manning retiring, I have to imagine it's just it's been strange in, in football senses only. It's been very weird. It's going to be very weird to go and see the Giants and not see, you know, number 10 be part of the, you know, be, be part of the roster and, you know, just be part of uh, part of the deal, part of what you're covering. You know, I've been doing this since 2007, so Eli's been there the entire time. So that's weird, you know, and, and again, it's a new coach. It's, it's strange because all we've really had the opportunity to do, I mean, I was able to go to uh, an introductory press conference for Judge, but other than that, 
you know, it's all been virtual, you know, meeting the, the draft picks has all been virtual. So it, it is just, it's a really weird off season. I, I think for everybody. And so, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. I, I worry, you know, Joe judge will deny it and has denied it and which he's supposed to do. But I worry about a team like the giants with a new coach, with a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, so many young players. I worry, you know, how prepared the Giants can actually be when the season starts. Those are fair questions. I mean, for a lot of teams, the NFC East obviously in an interesting place uh, with a rebuild happening in 75% of the uh, the teams. Um, so it's going to be a fun season, uh, God willing. Um, it is rivalry week, Ed, as you are well aware. And in the spirit of that, we thought we'd have you on to talk uh, some Cowboys-Giants rivalry. I'll be honest. Um, you mentioned 2007. That run from 06 through like 11, that was, speaking, you know, I think on behalf of all Cowboys fans, it was, it was Cowboys-Giants. I mean, you looked forward to those games in, in a different way. I, again, being honest, I don't think that the, the matchup has had that same sort of pizzazz since then. What are your general thoughts on the rivalry between the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys? Well, RJ, it's interesting because the, the first thing that I thought of when rivalry week came up is the fact that, you know, let, let's face it, the Giants have been bad for <laughs> For a while now, let's look, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke and, sure. and, and, and tell you that they haven't been, they've been bad. And the first thing that I thought of is, okay, who's the biggest rival? And the reality of it, that I, the, the reality that I came to is, well, when you're bad, like the Cowboys have beaten the Giants now six out of seven times. The mm -hmm. Giants, you know, had one, you know, the 2016 was an aberration, you know, when they made the playoffs. They beat them both games in 16. They beat them both games, but, you know, but it's been, what, six straight losses now, I think, mm -hmm. something like that. And I, I looked at the, the Eagles, and it's even worse. The Giants have won once in the last 12 games against, against the Eagles. And, and it's like, can you really be a rival? if you never win, <laughs> I mean, know? I mean, you can, but it certainly doesn't have the, the luster. It certainly doesn't have the, 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 the magnetism or the draw, sure. you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get fired up, you know, for, for Cowboys games when you know, you're, you're going to be walking away with your tail between your legs, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, if, if a team's not doing what, like right now, the Browns, not that the Giants are the Browns, but the Browns don't have any sort of staunch rivals. You know what I mean? Um, uh, there, there are different storylines, but in terms of success and, you know, playoffs on the line or whatever the case may be, it's, it's hard to find that, you know, for the Giants here as of late. Because even those two games in 16 were not, you know, like heavyweight battles. You know what I mean? That, no, the first one. The first one was the season opener. The second was that super cold game. Um, I'd say the last Cowboys-Giants game where I really kind of held my breath, if, if you want to put it that way, in 2013 when the Cowboys went to New York, it was the, I believe, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and Romo had a game-winning drive that he put together and Dan Bailey kicked the game winner. 
um, you, you said, I mean, this was, I gave you five questions. Um, I'll start with the fifth one. You said you were wondering who the biggest rival for the Giants is. Historically, over the course of the New York Giants history, who's their biggest rival in your mind? Well, you know, historically, historically, you can argue either of the two NFC East teams. You can argue, you know, about the Cowboys and you can argue about the Eagles. I think the the team that makes Giants fans the most emotional, to be honest with you, the team that makes them the most emotional is probably the Eagles. And it's just because of the tone of the back and forth between the fan bases. Mm-hmm. If you really want to look at history, and I, I thought about this a lot, if you really want to look at history between two teams that have played a ton of really, really huge, meaningful games, especially playoff games, you and, and it hasn't been recently, really, but you actually look at the Giants and the 49ers. Mm. Yeah, 80s and all NFC championship games. Yeah, 80s and the 90s. And then, you know, the 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 God forbid I even mention his name, but the Trey Junkin game back in, I think, 2002 when when he couldn't snap the when he couldn't snap the ball. And, you know, and then 2011, you know, championship game to get to uh, to get to the Super Bowl. You know, those are some of the biggest games, most memorable games in Giants history. But it's it's so hard for me to choose between Cowboys and Eagles. You know, if you if you want to just talk NFC East, but I, I I honestly think that it's the Eagles fans that that get under the skin of Giants fans more than more than Dallas fans even. My uh my dog has been a guest on our our shows lately, Ed, and our doorbell just rang, so he is um. He's, a, he's either upset at the doorbell or he's upset that you did not pick the Cowboys because uh, he's a Cowboys fan. Uh, but um, <laughs> Well, you know what? He can be mad at me. Everybody's mad at me all the time, so that's all right. <laughs> so um, I agree. There's, I think the 49ers could certainly be an answer for the Cowboys too as, uh, as Little Bear. His name is Bear, so that, I've created a rivalry for him uh, with the why, Cowboys. Why did, why did you do that to your dog? Yeah, I know. Uh, but he is calming down now, thankfully, I think. Uh, it is interesting that the 49ers could be, um, could be an answer for both the Giants and the Cowboys. Obviously, those 90s and even 80s battles between Dallas and San Francisco uh, were something, you know, something to behold in their own right. It, Bear, it is seriously – Ed, Ed is – he respects the Cowboys. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, but, he, always see, he always seems to show up when you and I talk, RJ. I know. He, in it, to be honest, he was passed out. He was sleeping, but the doorbell rang. We, um, I've, I've said several times on our shows, my wife and I were moving, and so we're getting all sorts of different things delivered right now. So he's, uh, I think he has settled down. It's okay, dude. It's fine. We all hate the 49ers. <laughs> Seriously, it's good. Uh, but, um, so I, I mean, I think it's fair. I think, uh, at the end of the week, I'm going to pick who I think the Cowboys biggest rival is, but I'm leaning in the direction, at least right now of the Eagles. There was a time where, like I said, I think it was kind of the beginning of Tony Romo's career where the giants were the game that made a lot of Cowboys fans emotional. Um, so I'll I'll pivot to this to, to make it all about the Cowboys, which is kind of the Cowboy way. Who is the Dallas Cowboy, Ed, that Giants fans have hated the most? I mean, just could not stand. Oh, man. You know, I, when, you know when, when you 
asked me to come on, you know, you sent me a list of questions and, and I could probably, I could probably go through a bunch of names, but I'll tell you the one that I keep coming back to is one that might surprise you a little bit. Okay. I keep coming back to Flozell Adams. Wow. I keep coming back to Flozell Adams because of the dirty hit on Justin Tuck that caused him a 2009 injury that bugged him for basically the rest of his career. Yeah, I could. I mean, people hold on to stuff like that forever. I can see Flozell Adams, the one you you think they hate the most. He's the one that he's the one that I keep coming back to. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, they're the 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 '90s Cowboys, those great teams that they had. I had a lot of respect for those teams. Mm. The the one guy that that jumps out at me that always bugged me, and, and maybe it's because he bugs me to this day, because I just I just don't I, I don't really. I don't like arrogant people who are full of themselves. And the guy that bugs me is Michael Irvin. He's um he's a very if you're a Cowboys fan, that's your guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so of, of course uh, it is. As Bear uh, agrees in unison. Um, no, I get that. I mean, that that's a fair one. I think in in similar ways, like a lot of Cowboys fans have been annoyed by Eli Manning. And I think that they will be very annoyed when Eli Manning goes into the Hall of Fame. Not that Eli's arrogant or anything, but you you just have that one. You know what I mean? You have right. that one that for whatever reason you can't explain. Um, right. I think I think somebody that just and it wasn't that that he did anything, I think, that annoyed Cowboys fans as much as he just kind of iced games, which was annoying. Brandon Jacobs, that he was so annoying as a Cowboys well, fan. I mean, it's ugh. it's it's funny because Brandon Jacobs, I think, like I mentioned Michael Irvin, and I can see how Brandon Jacobs, you know, with the whole chicken wing celebration mm-hmm. for his touchdowns and 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 I can see how Brandon Jacobs, because he was an in your face kind of right. personality. One of the one of the questions that, that you had sent, you know, to me was about, you know, favorite games or, you know, memorable moments. And I went back and I thought about it. The 2008 playoff oh. game. All right. One You're talking of, the divisional round playoff game? Mm-hmm. The the, 20, on, 20, on the way to the Super Bowl win for the Giants. Right. On the way to the Giants Super Bowl win. Two, I think it might have been New Year's Day even. I'm not even sure. I think but, you're right. Yes, but, that was not a good time. Brandon Jacobs, last minute of the game, scores the game-winning touchdown and stamps himself as a hated New York Giant in the memory of Dallas Cowboys fans forever by running through the end zone. Oh, and throwing and the ball. chucking the ball yeah. off the clock. Yeah, it you was know. um at, at the old Texas Stadium. They had these stars that kind of mm-hmm. lined the walls, and he threw right. it right at that. Um, right. That was um, like, yeah. So and, I mean, again, and that was, but that was a typical Brandon Jacobs moment, you know that that stamps him in the memory of Giants fans as a favorite forever, and and as a guy that you know that 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 Cowboys fans would you know, would like to do bad things too. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. 
As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So is that your favorite Giants? I think that's a fair, very fair answer. Your favorite Giants win against the Cowboys in the, it, yeah. it is it is the one that comes to mind. And I, I have mentioned this to you before, but the other one that always comes to mind for me, and there are several I can make, you know, I can talk about the JPP blocked field goal game yeah. and all of that, you know, because to be honest, and any game any game that that puts that sour puss on Jerry Jones's face <laughs> is 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 a favorite for me but one of my all-time favorites is beating the Cowboys i think it was was it 2009 or 2010 week, week 2 week 2 the season the, Monday, the, 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 the Monday stadium night opener game, yeah. the, the the opener of the Jerry Dome and and the thing that that I always remember about that game isn't even so much the game. It's that Eli Manning signed the wall in the locker room. Yeah, that was which is um, so very uncharacteristic. And and he will say that he was asked to do that, you know, but but I'm not sure I buy that. That was um, Sunday night football. And I only apply that distinction because it was kind of the beginning of the uh, the Cowboys Giants Sunday night football just run and right. run and run mm-hmm. um that's some, unfortunately there are a lot of tough giants losses i think for for cowboys fans i think the the loss that sticks out the most is without question the the playoff game and i think that that hurts even more over time just because of how good we look back in that 2007 cowboys team was with 13 pro bowlers and whatnot um you know it, it I, I've said this several times. I don't think the Cowboys would have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, and as somebody – that was my senior year of high school, and I really just hated the Patriots and did not want them to win. So, in the, I mean, people have, have kind of debated this forever. I rooted for the Giants in that Super Bowl, uh, if it's any sort of olive branch. But, um, I, I mean, yeah, I, man, I, I did not realize how many painful losses there were. That 9 loss know, was tough. It, it's also interesting because I think when we follow teams – we always have years when we think, you know, and, and you're talking about one for the Cowboys and, you know, mine for the Giants is the 08 season, the year that Plaxico Burris put a bullet in his leg, you know, and, and basically took the best team of the Coughlin Manning era and flushed it down the toilet because they were, I think they were 10 and one or 11 and one at the time best team in football at the time 
and couldn't get out of the first round of the playoffs after after that happened. You know, so I think I think we all have those teams where we think that should have been the one. You know, uh, that was my freshman year of college. And you know how how you can look at things through like the lens of your favorite team. I remember who did the Giants lose to in the in the divisional round in 2008? Was it the Eagles? Yeah, it was the Eagles and it yeah. wasn't even a competitive game. Right. And I remember saying like just to everybody who would listen, well, a year ago, the Cowboys lost and everybody gave them all this flack for being the number one seed and losing at home in the playoffs, you know, and then like nobody cared. Maybe people certainly cared in, in your circle. I, mean, I was obviously looking at it through a specific prism, uh, but it felt like it felt like the 08 Giants did not get anywhere near the flack that the 07 Cowboys did for losing. I believe also in 2008, the number one seed in the AFC lost um, their first playoff game to the, um, the I think that was Kerry Collins' Tennessee Titans, if uh, my memory does not fail me. Some, uh, somehow, RJ, somehow that didn't register in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the Giants loss, Ed, to the Cowboys that has made Giants fans the most emotional? Oh, that, RJ, I do not know. What I really should do during the next week or so is I really should poll the fan base and uh, and ask, you know, you mentioned one one of the games that, that you mentioned, I think, was, uh, was 2013, and it's it's one that kind of sticks in my it sticks in my memory bank because believe it or not that was the year the giants actually started 0 and 6 oh that's right and there was a point in time there there was a point in time wow. where they had fought back to a point where they were an actual legitimate playoff team and it right. would have been just for me that would have been just an incredible story <laughs> for a team to go 0 and 6 and fight its way back you know and and get to and get to the playoffs and that particular game was a late season game against Dallas at MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. and Dallas came back and won that game on a late drive and i just remember the giants and i don't know who i don't know if he was out there because of an injury or, or what had happened, but late in the game, I look up and I see an aging Entrell Roll <laughs> out there. And Entrell Roll was a great player for a long time, but at yeah. this point in his career, he was near the end, and I think this was his final season with the Giants. And for for whatever reason. The Giants on the final drive of the game had Entrell Roll matched up one on one with Des Bryant, play after play after play. Good times. And, and and I was like, as soon as I saw it sitting in the press box, I was like, this is bad. This is not going to work. <laughs> and and I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but but there were several big completions, you know, late in that game to Des Bryant, and I was like. This, this is just not going to work. If the Giants had a real cornerback over there, they might win this game. <laughs> but, um, but it's not going to happen. That was a good win for the Cowboys. I think, and I, I talked about this yesterday when I set you up coming on the show, my favorite, and some of this is like when you're in different stages of life, 
you know, wins and memories have different meaning to you. And this was when I was in high school. And, and this was Tony Romo's first season in 2006. Uh, the Cowboys went to New York, late afternoon game. I'll never forget the Giants wore those home reds that we just don't see enough of anymore. Oh, and, I don't ever want to see those. <laughs> and, um, and Martin Gramatica, who had just been signed, kicked the game-winning field goal. Uh, T.O. had a touchdown in that game. That was, that was just a lot of fun. I mean, that was, that was a great game and a great win uh, for the Cowboys. And, you know, some, some stressful times in MetLife. You know what I mean? They, those two, we thought of two field goal winners already. You know, you know, it's funny because I get asked all the time with, with the Giants and with Joe Judge and with the current situation that we're in and, you know, no spring practices and, and all of that. Giants have only won nine games in the last two years. Everybody wants to see the Giants, you know, take a jump, take a step forward, maybe win seven or eight games and at least, you know, show that, that they're, that they're on their way back. And you and I have talked about this. The NFC East has kind of been two divisions for a while. Mm -hmm. It's been the Eagles and the Cowboys. And then it's been, you know, the Giants and the Redskins bringing up the rear. And, I get asked, well, how are you, how do you judge progress for the Giants in 2020? How do you do that? And I don't know how you can say the Giants have a brutal schedule. I think it's by some measures the the second hardest schedule on paper in the NFL mm -hmm. in all of this current environment. And you know, whatever that is, it is because you know, I don't know how we can say in June, you know, that this team has the hardest schedule in the league because we don't know for sure what these teams are actually going to look like, especially right. with the pandemic and everything else, who knows who's going to be available to play in any given week. But the question I keep getting asked is how do you judge progress? And there's a lot of ways to do that. And to be honest with you, one of the things that I would like to see, I would actually like to see a victory over the Cowboys or the Eagles at some point in the season in a game that matters to one of those two teams. Right. Right. Just, Not just, just like a week 17. Right. Yeah, a, for sure. A game that matters just to say, Hey, you know, we've, we've been a doormat, you know, we're not winning the division this year, but we're not a doormat anymore either. You yeah. know, we're coming. I would. And, and, and for me, that's, those those are measuring stick games. You know, I'd like to see the Giants win a game that mattered against a good team. Well, Ed, I think I speak for every Cowboys fan. If if the Giants want to beat the Eagles both times, you go right on ahead and you do that. Uh, that that would that would be a good thing. Um, but, so oh, and you know before before you let me go, RJ, the one thing I do have to say is I'm I still can't believe the Giants let Tom Landry get away to coach the Cowboys for all those years. I still can't believe that. Well, do you re do you realize that the Giants have, uh, you know, it may not register for you, but the Giants had Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry on the as same staff. coaches on yep. the same staff and, and let them both get away. No, I mean, it's, um, it's wild when you think about, you know, where things like that started. It's so what, like you, you could look at a lot of teams like that. You could look at Bill Belichick's Browns, like maybe not the same way, but certainly in an interesting way, at least with Nick Saban and, and all those assistants that would go on to be general managers and front office figures and whatnot. Um, that is tough, but you know, we've, we've returned the favorite. I mean, Jason Garrett's 
back. You know, the, all is restored. Um, and that, you know, <laughs> you know, you, it's funny because you had asked me about sort of guys that were Cowboys who are now giants that, that the fan base kind of had to get used to. Right. That's my final question. For and, you. and, and I think to be honest with you, the one that comes to mind is Jason Garrett because people, when, when the giants fired Pat Shermer, you know, Jason Garrett had through his people or whatever, before the Cowboys had even fired him, had made it known that the giants would be on his list. If, uh, you know, if, if the Cowboys, which we all knew the Cowboys were going to let him go. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, but the, the common reaction was, not Jason Garrett, not Jason Garrett, <laughs> not Jason Garrett, anybody but Jason Garrett, please God, anybody but Jason Garrett. For sure. So, 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 so now that he's the offensive coordinator, people have had to come to terms with, well, I guess he was okay as an offensive coordinator. I guess it's okay that they hired him as long as he's not the head coach. I guess that's all right. <laughs> you know? So it's like, you got to come to terms with that one. I, um, so that's tough. So that was, I, I asked you that question when I sent these to you, it was in, like you said, it was a Cowboys player that had become a giant that you had to kind of, you know, well, we've always liked this guy type thing. And, after I sent it, I thought, you know, there really hasn't been that much crossover, like that much cross pollination. There have um, been a few Chris Canty, Everson right. Walls. There mm-hmm. have been a few, but but nobody who I would have said, you know, Emmett Smith didn't come to the Giants. Right. No, Tony Dorsett didn't come to the Giants. I um, you know Craig Morton got traded to the <laughs> Giants, but but do do we really do we really need to go there? <laughs> well, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's not a a huge name like that. You know, you're right. Chris Candy was tough, especially you know, or I mean, tough for Cowboys fans watching him. You know, win a ring and everything. But um, so for me, the way I am choosing to answer that is is more just Giants players that I. I think the Cowboys fans could not stand when they were giants and they moved on elsewhere and they just became general NFL fans of, and there are two that come to mind. One is very recent in Odell Beckham Jr. When he got traded, there were a lot of Cowboys fans that, you know, had long recognized his talent that have said, finally, I get to root for him. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The other, the other one is Jeremy Shockey. I loved Jeremy Shockey. And then, you know, once he left the giants, it was like, okay, I, I can be all in now. You know, and it was a, it was a bit liberating in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. Jeremy Shockey is a guy. Giants fans loved Jeremy Shockey until they didn't. <laughs> until yeah. his last year or maybe two with the Giants, because you know what what happened to Shockey? Tremendous talent, electric personality guy that could do things at, at tight end that were incredible at the time. But, but what happened with Jeremy Shockey was that his personality got in the way of Eli Manning's development mm. because, because he would complain that the ball wasn't coming to him enough and, and he was vocal about play calls and, 
critical of 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 Tom Coughlin and, and and all of those things and and unfortunately you know he, he wore out his welcome and I think people were glad to see him go and you know kind of unfortunate because at one time he was an incredibly popular player sometimes that happens I honestly on the subject of tight ends I thought the cowboy you hated the most was going to be Jason Witten just because he always well, <laughs> I, I I still hate Jason Witten because <laughs> I I don't know where he is I don't know what what's his forty time now about about eight point five, but you know but but I will I will guarantee you that he could still catch a half dozen passes in a game against the Giants with me throwing. Well, that feels like a good note to end on. Uh, Ed Valentine, manager and editor in chief of BigBlueView.com, SB Nation's home for New York Giants content, the best home for New York Giants content on the web. He is your house for Jason Garrett's takes this season. Uh, so, uh, so be gentle with Ed. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for uh, for spending some time with us. Best to you and yours these days. Uh, hope uh, hope we have some football to talk about soon enough. Any any last thoughts? No, just, uh, you know, same to you guys. Stay safe. I know that things are things are not good in Texas these days. You know, New York, uh, the New York, New Jersey area has been there. And, uh, you know, just hope everybody stays safe. And uh, some of your some of your listeners might not want to hear it, but wear a mask, people. For sure. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for the time, Ed. Uh, all the best to you. We'll talk to you soon enough. Appreciate it. Take care. Want to give a big time shout out to Ed Valentine for taking the time to join us. He's a very busy man. He's got a lot going on, uh, and he's always got some fun stuff to say. Uh, always get you know, always really enjoy any chat with Ed about life, about football, about the Giants, about the Cowboys. Um, and you know, makes sense that uh, that he would hate Jason Witten. Hey, you know, I also thought about this in in terms of Giants that I personally made peace with when they left the Giants organization. I always liked Imani Toomer. You know what I mean? Like when Imani Toomer retired, I mean, he was just a fun player. And Tiki Barber, like there were some good players. And I don't know. I mean, Aaron Ross. I mean, there were some good players that that just, you know, unfortunately ended up on the Giants. And, you know, you hate that. It's like, uh, you know, anytime you talk to an Eagles fan that roots for Penn State, you know, because there's a lot of those. uh, They're so upset that Sean Lee uh, is a cowboy or that Saquon Barkley is a giant. just kind of goes that way. But that's just sports. Tomorrow we will get into the team from our nation's capital, the Washington Redskins. Um, it's been a long time since that was a real rivalry in terms of, you know, the Cowboys. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, you know, flip through the history books and have some fun. Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns on our Giants discussion or just life in general, my shrimp fried rice was great, by the way. Uh, you know where to find me at RJ Ochoa on Twitter and Instagram, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com if you are more of an email person. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that's going to do it for uh for our hump day show hope you enjoyed it and uh we also hope that you have the absolute best wednesday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.